Hi, I'm Judy Frazier, president and founder of We The Kids. We The Kids puts God back into America's history. Listening to We The Kids radio show will inspire you and your kids to have a positive American identity, clear direction, and a powerful purpose for your life. Thank you for listening. Welcome to We The Kids Radio Show for kids from 8 to 108. I am Arch Hunter, a father, a husband, and an historian. And I'm Lydia Nuttall, a mom and executive board member for We The Kids and author of Forgotten American Stories, Celebrating America's Constitution. And later on in the show, we're going to hear from the We The Kids Liberty Players. The mission of We The Kids is to put God back into America's stories to help American kids be proud to be an American, to love and defend America's Constitution, and learn the principles of freedom that established unprecedented freedom in our country so that they can preserve freedom in America. And that is so important. That's why we're doing this show. So we're glad you're listening. today we have with us the wonderful, the fabulous, the famous Sammy, Sammy, Sammy from Arizona, who is, uh, I forget, how old are you, Sammy? 11. 11. Okay, I thought so. 11 years old, and she lives in Arizona, and she's with us again to share with us who is your favorite founding father or founding mother? Well, I really liked Benjamin Franklin because he did so many good things in his life. He was a scientist, but he also stood for freedom. And I think that if someone can use their life that good, I think I should be using my life just like he did. That's great. He was a scientist and he was in government. And do you know some other things that he did? He signed the Declaration of Independence. Awesome. Did you know he's one of the few signers of the Declaration of Independence who also signed the United States Constitution? Wow. He he was. Yep. He lived a very, very long time and he did a lot of good things. Like you mentioned, one of them was he started libraries. I think he's one that started libraries and also the post office postal system. Yeah. Yep. So our good old USPS has Benjamin Franklin to thank for that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, our listening audience will have to listen for our show that We The Kids is doing where we get to interview Benjamin Franklin. It's really a real (gasps) actor, but we're going to be interviewing Benjamin Franklin. And so you'll have to find out more of what Benjamin Franklin did with his life. He did a ton. So, Sammy, you just were gasping. What? Wait, did you have have something more to say about Benjamin Franklin? I'm just so excited to see the actor Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, you'll get to see him. 
he's going to be, I can't say real live in person. The man who is reenacting Benjamin Franklin is definitely real live in person. But yeah, he's coming up and we'll get to listen to him on the We The Kids radio show in the future. So Sammy, thanks for that prelude. Love it. You're welcome. Let's do it again. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye, Sammy. Bye. See you guys later. Hi, my name is Brendan. I'm 15 and live in Indiana. And my name is Mallory. I'm 14 and live in North Carolina. I'm 11 and live in Arizona. My name is Sammy. And my name is Miss Deborah. I'm Brendan's mom. We're the We the Kids Liberty Players. Today we get to interview a history mystery guest who has traveled through time to meet us and answer our questions. Here are three clues we will share to help you figure out who the history mystery guest is. The first clue is, this person became one of the most influential publishers in all America when he was just in his 20s. The second clue is, this person became known all over the world for his experiments in electricity and his inventions such as bifocals and the freestanding stove. The third clue is, this person signed both the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. Do you know who today's history mystery guest is? It's Benjamin Franklin. Mom, I know you've shared with us before some things you learned about Benjamin Franklin. Can you share with us a little bit more today? Well, besides being a well-known printer and writer, Benjamin Franklin was also famous for being a natural philosopher or scientist. He made many discoveries in the field of electricity and created many useful inventions. He also loved figuring out how to make his community better Did you know that Mr. Franklin initiated the building of a hospital, a library, a university, police, and fire protection where he lived in Philadelphia? Whoa, he was one busy man during his lifetime. He sounds like he really tried throughout his life to make a difference for good whenever and wherever he saw need. And he invented things. I wonder what he invented besides bifocals and a stove that stands by itself. If we see Mr. Franklin again, I'd like to ask him to tell me, is there anything else you remember learning about Benjamin Franklin? Actually, yes. I remember learning that he's the only person who helped prepare and sign all four of the critical documents that gave birth to our country of America. I didn't know he signed four documents that created America as a nation. I just thought he signed two of our nation's founding documents, the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. What are the other two documents that he signed and created America as a nation? The other two documents were the Treaty of Alliance with France and the Peace Treaty with England. Mr. Franklin definitely was a pivotal person in helping America become a free and independent nation. Did you know he was referred to as the father of this country before that term was applied to George Washington? Speaking of Benjamin Franklin, here he is now. Hello, Benjamin Franklin. Hello, Mr. Franklin. Hi, Mr. Franklin. Children, it does my heart well to see you. And, of course, you also, Miss Deborah. It's good to see you again, too, especially because Brendan, Mallory, and Sammy have more questions they'd like to ask you. Mallory, would you like to ask your question first? Okay, Miss Deborah. Mr. Franklin. I understand that you once gave a gray squirrel to a young girl like me, and that when we say snug as a bug in a rug, 
it has something to do with that squirrel. Can you share that story with us, please? Oh, yes. Let me tell you, there was a time that squirrels were very, very popular as pets. In fact, President Harry S. Truman, President of the United States, was the last president to have a squirrel in the White House. I was in England, in London, it was busy. So I went and stayed with the Shipley family who lived outside London. They had a young daughter named Georgina. I had spoke to my wife through letter and she sent a gray squirrel to the Shipley family. And Georgina was the one who loved it most and took care of it. She named him Mungo. Now, after a year, Mungo escaped. He was eaten by a dog. The family was devastated beside themselves. So I wrote a poem to show my sincere desire to help them through this moment. Now, one thing to understand, like we call a dog a pooch or a cat a puss, a squirrel's nickname was a scug. So I wrote a poem, and within that poem, I said, scug lies snug as a bug in a rug. So instead of the word scug, which would make no sense today, they used the word snug. So yes, yes, I did start that. They have taken that and used it as they will. Okay, it's your turn, Sammy. Would you like to ask Mr. Franklin your question? Yes, Mr. Franklin. My question is, what are some of the things you invented and which one is your most favorite invention and why? Inventions, inventions. I invented the bifocals. I got tired of sitting, looking afar. Then when I wanted to read or see close, I'd have to take a pair of glasses off. So I said, no, we're going to have a pair of glasses. You can see far and you can read close. I invented the lightning rod. Well, at least here in the colonies, the lightning always caused trouble. There were those religious leaders that taught that lightning was God above punishing his children because they were being bad. I knew it was electricity. We put the lightning rod on the buildings, on the homes, on the ships. It would hit that. No more homes destroyed. I invented the odometer, which tells you how far something goes. I invented the Franklin stove. I invented several things. Now, one thing to know, I never, ever made money off any of my inventions. Had I, the only people that would be able to afford them would be the wealthy. These inventions were for everyone. Now, my favorite was the harmonica, not harmonica, it's harmonica, A-R. What it was was a large musical instrument with moving glass. It was cumbersome, it was large. It never really took off in America. It took off in Europe. In fact, Beethoven and Mozart actually wrote pieces for that instrument. Brendan, do you have a question for Mr. Franklin? Well, I actually have two questions for Mr. Franklin. Mr. Franklin, my first question is, I remember learning something about the Hutchinson letters and how you were publicly humiliated and abused before the British ministers for over an hour when you were in England. Can you explain more about what happened? My second question is, how did you choose to respond? I heard you exercise extraordinary self-control and discipline. Is that true? Because if it was, I hope I can be like that. Let me just share a little background. Governor Hutchinson was the governor of Massachusetts. 
I received some of the letters he had written and the letters he was writing, he was asking for things to be done against the people in Massachusetts. Now, I wanted the patriots back in Massachusetts to know that all of the things that were happening bad to the people in Massachusetts weren't coming directly from England. Some of it was coming from the royal governor, Matt Hutchinson. So I sent the letters and I told them to do nothing with them. Well, that did not happen. A short time later, they were published in the paper. Things got so bad for Governor Hutchinson, he left. And eventually he went back to England. Nobody knew who had turned these letters over and made them public, but there was two men in England that were going to be one in trouble, and I couldn't see that happening. So I let them know that it was me that made those letters public. At that time, a month later, they were going to have a hearing. It was supposed to be a simple hearing, but as I arrived, it was not simple. The lords stood up and they said things about me that had even embarrassed many of the people from England. It was awful. It was terrible. And I just stood and I listened. When we got done, I went home and I remember thinking to myself, I would not change a thing. If I had to do over, I would have made those letters public all over again. They deserve to be public. The patriots, the men, the women needed to know where they came from. I went back, was never really given an opportunity to speak. When I started public service, here is a law or a mode or something that I live by. And that was, if I felt something was right, I would do it. And I would not allow anyone else to lead me this way or that. And the consequences, I would leave up to Providence. The lesson for you there is, if you have a belief, if you live a certain way, if mommy and daddy have taught you this and that's the way you are, never let anyone tempt you, guide you, force you to do anything but that which you want to do. May I ask another question, Mr. Franklin? Because I would really like to know, what's an almanac? And was it hard to write one? It's an almanac. And what that means, it's a book or publication that comes out once a year. So now understand this in my day, I didn't speak a whole lot because I felt that I fumbled my words. So writing was easy what the almanac, I it called Poor Richard's Almanac. It contained anniversaries. It contained dates. It let people know the tide. It let them know when the moon. It let farmers know when to plant. I would add such things as little sayings that I had made up. Early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. However, I've realized I would have to change that saying. I've met a lot of people who have great sleeping habits, and they're not real wise. So that doesn't always stand true. But I would write things, and it wasn't hard for me. Because remember, I love to write. I love to read. So that wasn't hard. I have another question, too, Mr. Franklin. I heard that you were not religious and did not believe in God, at least not in your early life. Is that true? And if it well, is, what happened that made you change your mind later on in life? Or did you? Sorry for the interruption. When I was young... I read the Bible cover to cover, very young. My father was a Puritan, a Calvinist, to be specific. We were taught religion, Christianity, from a very young age. As I grew older, whether it be my intelligence or the lack of, I began to question certain things. There was a time in my life when I actually thought I could become perfect. But then I realized if I was working on this, 
I was failing at this. So that was impossible. I did not do church as maybe you do today, but let me say this. I wrote my own hymnal. I wrote my own prayer book. And Sunday was a day when I pay tribute and honor to my God. I've been accused of being a deist. If I was a deist, I wasn't a very good one. In my day, when people died, after the funeral, the coffin would be put in a wagon and the minister would follow the coffin to the cemetery. When I died, there were 29 ministers behind my coffin. One of them was a rabbi. I believed in God. Mr. Franklin, I have another question also. My question is, would you like to share with us what it was like for you to be a part of preparing and signing the Declaration of Independence, the Treaty of Alliance with France, the Peace Agreement with England, and the U.S. Constitution? Did you ever think you'd be participating in such important events in history? And the, the younger me, I don't know. If you'd asked me, I may have said yes. But let me share with you the Declaration of Independence. I don't know if I could describe how fearful we truly were because we were doing nothing more than an, an experiment. Nothing like this had ever been done. Every country had a king. And we were basically saying to King George, and we're going to do it on our own. July 2nd, a date that's not remembered, is the day we actually raised our hands and we said we are going to declare independence. Very important. It is an important document, just as important today as it was in 1776. The alliance with France, I've said, I believe, was so important. That is how and why we beat the British. They had the strongest, the greatest. With France, we beat them. Now, the Treaty of Paris, which it was called, or the Treaty with Great Britain, I loved. The British could not believe they had lost to us. They were embarrassed. They could not believe. And I love that. And I love telling people, we beat the British. The Constitution of the United States, may it be known, is the greatest document that has ever been written. To be a part of that was something so important. I will tell you now, as I told the gentleman when we put together the Constitution, I said, as you go home, do not tell the people in your colonies what it doesn't have. Tell them what it does have. Was it perfect? No. 1787, on September 17th, we signed it. 1791, we added the Bill of Rights. It wasn't until 1865 when the 13th Amendment came about, which freed all men and women. But we know we are still dealing with those challenges today. Mr. Franklin, do you have any words of advice for our kids today with all your wisdom? Be kind. Be kind to one another. Your mommy and your daddy and your family love you. Be kind to your siblings. You're going to meet people that are completely different than you are. Be kind. Always, always remember to be kind. Thank you for your advice, Mr. Franklin. We appreciate you so much for joining us and answering our questions. And thank you, Mr. Franklin, for your lifelong devotion to our country.
it is easy to see why you're considered a founding father. You are so very welcome, children, and Miss Deborah. Thank you very much for the opportunity you have given me to share my thoughts and feelings. Be safe. Goodbye, Mr. Benjamin Franklin. Goodbye, Mr. Franklin. Goodbye, Mr. Franklin. Wow, being able to meet and interview Mr. Benjamin Franklin again was so much fun. I have learned so much today. Can't wait to find out who our next History Mystery guest is. If you'd like to find out who our next History Mystery guest is, join us again on the We The Kids radio show. If you would like to be a We The Kids Liberty player, let us know. You can contact us at wethekidsteam at gmail.com. Today, our professional living historian reenacting Mr. Benjamin Franklin was Mr. Wade Alexander, who is with Roots of Freedom. You can contact him at wade at rootsoffreedom.com. Welcome to the We The Kids Liberty Players part of the We The Kids radio show. Today we have with us Min Vien. Min Vien, welcome. Thank welcome, you. welcome. It's good to have you. So how old are you, Min Vien? I just turned 15. 15. Okay, just barely turned 15. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, happy birthday, however many days or weeks late I am, but happy birthday. And what state do you live in? I live in Virginia. Okay, Virginia. Awesome. And can you share with us some of your interests? Like, what do you like to do when you have some spare time in between school? So usually when I have free time, I just like to play video games and uh, a program. So kind of like making my own games too. Ooh, I've not heard that before. I haven't heard a We The Kids Liberty player want to do programming and make your own video games. Okay, that's awesome. What about... Are you involved in some like extracurricular activities or groups or organizations? Well, for one, uh, I'm in the Boy Scouts. So that is one extracurricular activity. It's on Saturday. And basically, we just do outdoor activities, outings, uh, survival skills, things like that. that. Yeah. I love outdoors. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I was little, I have two younger brothers and they were both in Cub Scouts which is right before Boy Scouts for yeah. the younger boys. And my mom wanted to put me in brownies, which is the younger version of Girl Scouts. And I went to one meeting. I cried the whole time and hid behind a door. And my mom had to bring me home. And I begged her for me to be a Boy Scout. I wanted to be a Cub Scout. I wanted to learn how to do all those outdoor things. And she said, you can't because you're a girl. Well, things I know have changed uh, since those days. But I loved the Boy Scout program and just saw how wonderful it was for my brothers. So what's your favorite part about Boy Scouts? like in specifics, like certain outdoor things that you like the most or? Definitely the camping parts. So when we go out and cook our own food, we set up our own tents and then we camp for a few nights and then we do like activities during like camping. So we can do hikes and I don't think we've done any biking yet, but we may be doing some like bike trips, like bike packing in a way. So we like carry our backpack and also bike some, but we do things like that. That's what I like to do. That sounds really fun. And you know, as I think camping your style, Mm -hmm. 
that kind of style is becoming a lost art. Have yeah. you ever heard the the name glamping? Glamping? No, I haven't. Glamping. I've, I don't know if that's over here in Utah or what, but it means it's like glamour camping where you go in a camper trailer or an RV. That's glamping. Mm. <laughs> and you actually do a tent, right? Yeah, tent a tent. Bags? Yeah. That's my style. Well, men, I'd love to ask you a question. And that is, if you could give Americans, especially our American kids, any words of wisdom or advice, a message, what would it be? Yeah. So uh, my message is that if you want to be successful, you need to work hard, have a broad knowledge and have experiences in many, uh, in a variety in many practical ways. So uh, this means for working hard, you need to persevere, overcome difficulties, and just don't quit. For having a broad knowledge, uh, this is, it's so you can like think about multiple ways of solving a problem. Uh, this so you can become more creative, have more confidence in yourself, and you don't feel scared when you don't have the knowledge. And for experiences, uh, you have more practical knowledge to solve problems straightforward and a lot faster. So that's my message. Wow. From a 15-year-old, you sound like you're a way mature 15-year-old for that kind of advice. So can you share with us how you've been trying to live this message in your own life? Yeah. So um, I want to become an engineer, right? So I want to definitely study a lot, work hard to that. If there's like, if there are tests uh, and hard assignments, I just work hard and complete those, get a very high grade. And um, yeah, broad knowledge, definitely go and study multiple types of engineering, kind of want to, which one I want to pursue. And for experiences, if there are any opportunities in my way, like there's a summer camp class, nah, maybe something like hands-on, I would take that opportunity so I can have more knowledge. Yeah. Well, I like that, especially if there's a hands-on class mm-hmm. or maybe someone that you could shadow who already is in the engineering field. Yeah. Um, shadow them and and see if you like what they're doing. That might help down, down for you, your, your decisions regarding what kind of engineering. Wow. Well, thank you, Min Vien. It's been a delight to uh, have you share with us your message as well as more about yourself and what you're doing. And I really appreciate you being on the show with us today. You want to do it again sometime? Um, I might. Um, I'll think about it. Yeah. Well, we would love to have you on. So uh Thank you again, especially because there's another question I want to ask you. So for sure, I know we're going to have you on one more time. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Take care, Min Vien. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the We The Kids radio show. We want to invite everyone from 8 to 108 to listen and please join us on We The Kids radio show and to hear more forgotten stories. Learn the principles of freedom that established unprecedented freedom in America so that we can all, whether we're 8 or 108, preserve our freedom. Preserve our freedom.
Thank you.